0: Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars?
1: Have we got the podcast for you.
0: Welcome to D23 Inside Disney.
1: I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney.
0: I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Hello. Hey, friends. Uh, Best time of the week.
1: Per usual, per use.
0: Well, Cherry, what have you been doing aside from a lot of making magic at Disney?
1: Aside from making magic at Disney, I've been watching magic on my couch per there
0: <laughs> So. You go.
1: I watched the Don Knotts episode of The Muppet Show, season two, episode one. It is so good. There is a (laughs) segment with dancing gingerbread men, which (gasps) you know me. I was friends with yellow gingerbread man number three in the Walt Disney World Christmas Parade. So like dancing gingerbread hold a special place in my heart. (laughs) Yes, it's it's really great. And then I started a new season of Survivor also.
0: (laughs) Obviously. Okay, which one?
1: I jumped up to season 31, Cambodia, second chances, meaning past contestants who, excuse me, past castaways who didn't win get a second chance at their million dollars. So they're all coming back together from different seasons. I'm only halfway through episode one and I am fully in. I'm sure by the next time we chat, I'll be done with that season and on on another (laughs) one. (laughs) But don't let that stop you listeners from messaging me about Cambodia second chances.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I've been watching things that are a little more on the air currently. Grey's <laughs> Anatomy, Station 19, crossover <laughs> episode last we week. We love a good crossover. Come on. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to give away spoilers in case people are behind on that show, but shocking death. Shocking death. Oh. Ah. Shocking that oh. happened. So there you go. Thank you, ABC, for completely not. I was so wound up. I got a terrible night's sleep last Thursday night. So mm-hmm. thank you oh. for that. That's quite right. And Tony, you? What have you been watching?
2: Oh uh, well, you know, I'm just absolutely heartbroken that there are no new episodes of WandaVision anymore. However, I did manage to find Marvel Assembled on Disney Plus, which takes Ooh. us through the full cast and all the creators and directors and backstage team taking us through how they made the whole series. So it was really cool how they brought in like the live audience and what they went through to build all the sets and the sitcom genres. It was really, really cool and definitely filled my void for the lack of new episodes of Wanda. Wow. Mm.
1: And sticking
2: with the MCU, staying here in the MCU, coming up, our guest, the one and only Anthony Mackie, From the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Man, he was so,
0: so cool to talk with. And I can't wait to get to that interview with him. First up, huge, huge news from our CEO, Bob Chapek, live from Disneyland, told us Disneyland Resort plans to reopen both theme parks on April 30th.
1: Yay!
0: Yes! (laughs) Yes.
2: So,
1: oh my gosh! So I'm excited! So happy!
0: Huge, huge news! In addition, Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa plans to open on April 29th with limited capacity. Wow! The Disney Vacation Club villas there will plan to open May 2nd. Paradise Pier and the Disneyland hotels will be opening at a later date. Other amazing news. The reimagined attraction in Fantasyland, Snow White's Enchanted Wish, will be opening. We talked about it before on the pod. All these new scenes, including a dancing figure of Snow White, really cool new effects. Cannot wait to see that. They also teased something. They teased new magic coming to Haunted Mansion. So I cannot wait to find out what that is. Perhaps they found their thousandth ghost. Who knows? Maybe it's me. Very, very (laughs) excited. Bringing back. More than 10,000 cast members. So huge, huge, fantastic, wonderful news for Disney and Disneyland Resort and our cast members and our guests. I'm putting on my mouse ears now. (laughs) And in other Disney news, though not Disneyland news, Disney Channel just announced Descendants the Royal Wedding coming this summer to Disney Channel. Our VKs are back for Mal and King Ben's wedding. Um, It's going to be an animated special. Featuring all of our favorite characters. um, Dove Cameron, Sophia Carson, Boo Boo Stewart. All of them are back. Even Cheyenne Jackson as Hades. And special note, I think listeners know that the very, very talented Cameron Boyce passed away after Descendants 3. And the film will acknowledge the absence of his character, Carlos. um, Mm. And Boyce's memory will also be honored in the telecast. In other TV news... Blackish's Marseille Martin is teaming up with Disney Channel for the comedy Pilot Saturdays. Martin's Genius Entertainment's co-producing the pilot, and it centers on a young girl and her competitive roller skating crew. Sherry, I know this was another career option you had considered competitive <laughs> roller skating. I need
1: to learn how to roller skate first, but yes, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs>
0: In <laughs> the story, focuses is on a 13-year-old girl who has spent most of her life roller skating. Omar Gooding and Golden Brooks are going to play Paris's parents. And Jermaine Harris is going to play her older brother and an aspiring DJ. So looking forward to seeing that. I love Marseille. Cool. She's the best.
1: Well, if you, like me, are tired of looking at these same four walls every day of your life, although I am looking at a different set of four walls nowadays because of my move, get pumped.
2: Brand new set? That's exciting.
1: Yes. (laughs) 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 But these four walls get old real fast. So Disney Plus has released a trailer for National Geographic's Earth Moods, which is a visual soundscape experience that will take you on the ultimate retreat right from the comfort of your couch, which, as you all know, is very much up my alley, will be transported to a vast array of colorful corners of the world, including blue glaciers, arid deserts, lush rainforests, and you can just sit there, relax, and reset, and let the sound of music and the natural world wash over you. It sounds very zen and exactly what we all need right now.
0: I mean, I watched that 30 second trailer and I was completely lulled into this, like, nice, yes. <laughs> like, meditative state. It was amazing.
1: Totally. Yeah. And only in 30 seconds. I can't wait for all five episodes. They're going to be available on Disney Plus on Friday, April 16th.
2: Just listening you describe that was very zen for me, by the way.
1: Oh. So I really
2: can't wait to watch that one. We only need a little bit of zen
0: <laughs> these days. In other magical news, on the Disney streaming service front, Mindy Kaling is joining the cast of Monsters at Work, the new Disney Plus original series from Disney Television Animation. We've talked about it before. So ready for this one. She is going to be there with Billy Crystal, John Goodman, Jennifer Tilly, John Ratzenberger, and Ben Feldman, who was already announced as being a part of the show. Um, Ben plays Tyler Tuskman. He's one of the new monsters who's joining. Our faves like Mike Wazowski and Sully. So Kayling's going to be voicing Val Little, who is an enthusiastic member of the Monsters and Facilities team, better known as MIFT, M-I-F-T. <laughs> Bonnie Hunt is coming back as Mrs. Flint, who was, she was formerly in charge of the new scarers, but now she's going to be managing the department responsible for recruiting and training the funniest monsters to become jokesters. Plus, I was incredibly excited to hear that Henry Winkler, the Fonz himself, is joining the cast as Fritz. Plus, Lucas Neff is going to be Duncan, an opportunistic plumber, and Alana Ubeck, who is in Coco, and I, I have loved her for many years, is going to be Cutter, the officious rule follower. So... Our friends at D23 posted some very cool new images of all these characters. So cannot wait for the series to debut Friday, July 2nd, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Sounds awesome.
2: Sign me up. Well, <laughs> if you need some directions, you guys, I would say take the second star to the right and straight oh, okay. on till morning. <laughs> Ooh, well played, because well Because production has begun on Disney's live action adventure fantasy. I love an adventure fantasy. Peter Pan and Wendy is Yay! coming! Yay! The film will be based on J.M. Barry's novel, Peter and Wendy. And the film is inspired, of course, by the 1953 Disney animated classic, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And get ready for this cast. Drum roll, please. You know, I love a drum roll. <laughs> Jude Law plays Captain Hook. Wow. Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. Ever nice. Anderson is Wendy, Alexander Maloney as Peter Pan, and David Lowry is directing the film Who directed the 2016 version of Pete's Dragon. So Woo. get ready for this. I'm super, super excited. Peter Pan and Wendy, you guys, premiering on Disney Plus in
1: 2022. Woo! Yay. Well in other news that took flight, if you will, the Ooh. Mighty Ducks Trilogy is now streaming on Hulu and ESPN Plus ahead of the series premiere of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which will be on Disney Plus on March 26th. That is just around the corner. Ooh. Yes. And this marks the first time the movies have been programmed across the Disney bundle. I've mentioned this in, the, in past podcasts, but I watched the Mighty Ducks films a lot growing up. Mostly due to my older brothers loving the movies. Quack, quack, Yes, quack. Yes, Mm. ducks fly together. Yes. Well, get ready to get re-inspired by coach Gordon Bombay, AKA the one and only Emilio Estevez. As we know, he's making a return in the 10 episode series and joining him is the very lovely and talented Lauren Graham. I'm really excited for the series.
2: Looks awesome. Yes.
1: Mm. And, okay, moving from Ducks to DeVille, we've got a new Cruella trailer that dropped during the Grammys. Guys, it looks so rad.
2: I cannot get enough of (laughs) this. Yes, I mean,
0: it looks amazing.
1: It looks so good. So in the new trailer, we see how the evil villain got her start in customer service. Evil villains, they're just like us. (laughs) It's set to a really cool electrified version of these boots are made for walking, and we see a young, fiery, red-haired Cruella, who was then known as Estella, balancing her janitorial job and planning big fashion dreams in her spare time. We'll learn how she embraces her diabolic side, transforming into the fashionable black-and-white-haired Cruella that we all know and love to hate and hate to love. (laughs) The looks in this film are killer I mean in like set design and in costume and in makeup I am currently growing out my bangs but seeing Emma Stone's shaggy Cruella bangs are like really making me question my decision right now oh my gosh (laughs) yes cannot wait it's set to release on May 28th
2: well you know what my favorite season is
1: Uh, well we know what Sherry's is so yeah what's yours
0: and it comes with presents under a tree
1: Yes. <laughs> and it lasts 11 months. <laughs> well,
2: That's I feel the same way about my season, which is award season, of course. Nice. Oscar nominations are out, everybody, and Disney earned a whopping 15 nominations this year. Nomad Land led the pack with six nods. The feature film Soul Mulan, the one and only Ivan, Onward, and the United States versus. Billy Holiday, along with the Pixar short Burrow, all yes. recognized this year. So, woo woo Disney, mark your calendars for Oscars Sunday, April twenty fifth, airing live on ABC at eight PM Eastern. Oh, you guys, I remember my first Oscars red carpet. By the way, while <gasps> we're here in award mm. season chatter, it was with Robin Roberts and wow. Michael Strahan for GMA, wow. and it was one of the most magical experiences. I got zero sleep. For two days. (laughs) We ask all of our guests what their favorite Disney memories are. Going to the Oscars Mm -hmm. for the first time with GMA was definitely up there, if not my most favorite Disney memory. So can't wait. It's one of the best shows on TV and we love to see it.
0: What an excellent memory, Tony. And you know why I say that? Because (laughs) the extravaganza is coming to downtown Disney District at Disneyland Resort now through april 18th very exciting it is excellent it is extreme i truly was like where is he going with this (laughs) (laughs) but i am here and so thrilled so guests can pick up game boards and stickers at select merch locations and then you search for hidden eggs themed to disney characters you record the discoveries it's a whole it's a very fun game it's very much like the find Olaf all around Epcot that I did during the festival Mm. of the holidays there. Apparently I just live to hunt out Disney (laughs) characters. What I really do love about games like this is it gives you a whole new way to look at the resort and appreciate the architecture and all the incredible design elements that are a part of them. So if you're heading down, to downtown disney either for the fabulous downtown disney district or to attend a touch of disney be sure to check out the eggstravaganza (laughs) and i believe you have to always say it like eggstravaganza you can't (laughs) just say it normally
1: yeah who would do that
2: no crazy i have updates from walt disney world you guys Yay! we are really counting down to october 1st which is of course the start of the 50th anniversary celebration of The Walt Disney World Resort. Me and Sherry's Mm -hmm. alma mater, of course. Yay! (laughs) Cinderella Castle received its first piece of iridescent decor last week. The castle's new decor features a royal blue jewel, the gold detailing, and shimmering draping. So these stunning photos are now on the Disney Parks blog. The overall Cinderella Castle makeover will continue in the coming months. At night, our royal landmark will become one of the four shining beacons of magic one for each park at Walt Disney World. So check out all these, these fun pictures. Super cool. And uh, October 1st
0: can't come soon enough. Yes. Yay. Uh, and you can check out our last podcast to hear even more about it from our friend Dave Coombs at Walt Disney World. We love Dave. And Dave's faves. Dave's faves. <laughs> but before that, you know what it's time for, Tony.
2: Ta lots, ta lots, ta lots.
0: <laughs> it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23. For complete details and full listings, visit d23.com. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first <laughs> is the season premiere this Friday, March 19th on Disney Channel of Sydney to the max. A whole new season of Sydney, and who knows what high drinks will ensue. <laughs>
1: Ain't Ooh. that the truth? Well, also on Friday, it is the 62nd anniversary of the Shaggy Dog. Oh. So, yeah, check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's about young misfit Wilby Daniels, who accidentally discovers a magic ring in a museum, and he becomes a large and clumsy sheepdog.
0: Relatable, honestly.
1: <laughs> totally relatable.
0: And our good friends at the Bowers Museum, reopening down in Santa Ana. Very exciting. And the fabulous, Woo-hoo! fabulous exhibit for the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney Archives back, which includes the ring that turned Tommy Kirk into the Shaggy Dog. So it all comes back <laughs> to the Shaggy Dog. You can go visit Incredible. the Bowers and see it in person. Sherry, <laughs> what's next?
1: Next up <laughs> is, you guessed it, another episode of Heartland Docs DVM. Yes. Uh, the season finale is on Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern on Nat Geo Wild. After treating a hawk with a life-threatening injury, some dental no. work on a group of horses leads doctors Ben and Erin out on a trail ride. We get to see Dr. Erin treat a coughing canine and help a kitty back on its feet. Oh, Very cute.
0: This seems like way less traumatic than some of the episodes we've, I we've, know. we've mentioned. So I'm kind of happy about that.
1: I know, I'm like a little bummed it's not juicier, but I am happy that these animals are doing better, I think, than past ones we've talked
0: about. Fair, (laughs) totally fair. Well, on Sunday, we can escape to Witch Mountain. It is the 46th anniversary, Tony and Tia. I'm a huge fan of this movie. I I just, I wanted to have their psychic telekinetic powers. That's all I wanted. (laughs) I mean, maybe I wanted a unicorn too, but whatever. So it's the 46th anniversary. You can celebrate by watching it on Disney+. Also on Sunday, March
2: 21st, I've been waiting for this one, you guys. It's finally mm. here. Genius Aretha premieres yeah. on National Geographic. Of course, Grammy Award winner Aretha Franklin was a gospel prodigy, an outspoken civil rights champion, and widely considered to be the greatest singer of the past 50 years. She's going to be portrayed by the Triple Threat, Tony Emmy, and Grammy Award winning Cynthia Arrivo
3: incredible mm-hmm.
2: and emmy winning courtney b vance will be playing aretha's father cl franklin so these are definitely five fantastic things to watch
0: indeed for and, sure. and for those who read the most recent issue of disney 23 or were about to get it the fabulous beth dachman got to interview cynthia for that issue and it's a great story
2: all right everybody this incredible actor has soared literally in half a dozen movies across the marvel cinematic universe Now he's taking center stage in the new Marvel Studios' Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, of course. Please welcome to the show, the Falcon himself,
3: Anthony Mackie. Hey guys, what's up?
0: We are very, very happy to have you here. So thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you for having
0: me. So we know all Marvel projects are cloaked in secrecy. And when we spoke with Lizzie Olsen and Paul Bettany, they both said one of the things that they loved was getting to read through all the scripts together so they knew from the start where the show was going. Were you guys able to do that for this show?
3: Uh, we were. We had a uh, sit-down actual rehearsal. Kari was very big on getting our input on the script, so we would go to her place and read scene after scene, you know, uh, episode after episode, and try and, you know, do our best to... Uh, formulate how to get our characters to grow through their arc. Uh, Malcolm had given us a a very good threshold on what the show was going to be. And then it was just about us coming in and, you know, nudging all the scenes to where we fit in them. So it worked out pretty well.
0: And kind of nice to know how it ends without having to wonder who's turning to dust or not. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like Peter Parker and Maria Rambeau, your character and Bucky both came back from the blip. So how does Sam deal with losing all that time?
3: It's been interesting for him because, you know, coming back from it, he has to learn and deal with his new normal. And just like us with COVID, we have to learn how to deal with our new normal. So, you know, it's a learning process for him going through it, figuring out what that next step, what that next phase is for him and how it pertains to the world that we live in and his family. It's a day-by-day evolution because so much time has been lost and so many people have kept going, kept living. I mean, you know, everyone has moved into another phase of their lives and he's coming back like he hasn't missed any time.
2: And Anthony, your character, Sam Wilson, has always had a friend and Steve Rogers, of course. So how's Sam taking on life without Steve in this series?
3: Uh, Life without Steve is very tough it's not often you get Captain America knock at your door and ask for your help. So, <laughs> you know, that was a big, a big kudo to the job. And at the end of Endgame, if you remember, that was the, you know, the big thing about him not wanting to take the shield because Captain America was Steve Rogers' moniker. That was his friend. Yeah. So if he takes the shield, all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't have his friend anymore. So that's right. where the uh, trepidation came from about him possibly becoming... Captain America. So he's slowly evolving into the idea of, you know, trying to figure out how life goes on without Steve.
0: We, we got to see a, a pre preview of the pilot. That first 15 minutes, uh, my heart was racing so hard. I was so on the edge of my seat. I, I felt like I'd run a marathon and I then skipped my workout for that day. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. It's amazing how cinematic it is. For something that you know we would traditionally consider a, a television or a streaming series, it was it just blew my mind.
3: Well, that was one of my fears, like the, you know the scope of Marvel films. If you look at that last scene in Endgame, where Steve with that amazing sky in the background and just an army of people coming towards him—I mean, just the scope and the magnitude of that shot alone—yeah, changed um, yeah. the game with that movie. So when, you know, Kevin and Nate call me in and said, after seeing that, you know, they <laughs> call me in and they're like, yeah, we're doing a TV show. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I was thoroughly impressed, surprised, and happy with the idea that everyone who works on the Marvel Cinematic Universe are the same people who worked on the show. So they didn't skimp or, you know, uh, neglect any aspect of the MCU culture that you see on the screen and film. It was the exact same group of people who put it together. So I think that's why when you see it, you know, this show is really gonna change the game for the way Game of Thrones changed the game on television. I think this Mm -hmm. is the next step of that. This is the next phase of really changing your expectations of what can be done on television.
0: Mm -hmm. Are there things about Sam and his life that without spoilers, um, that you'd wondered about that we get some answers about in the show.
3: You know, it, it, there's a, a lot of things in the uh, show where with Sam you kind of get an understanding now of who he is, his loyalty, his uh, you remember when you know Steve met Sam, he was a counselor for returning vets. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it takes a serp- certain type of man. You know, to give or woman to give of themselves their free time, their spare time in pursuit of another person's well being. So you get to learn more about him and see why he is the way he is with his family interactions and learning his backstory with his parents.
0: Hmm.
2: Peeling behind the curtain a little bit, talk to us a little bit about how set life was. Was there anything uh, funny on set you can remember that you can share with us? I imagine there's probably a whole blooper reel ready to go as well.
3: Oh, there's a whole blooper movie. Believe me, they could literally <laughs> cut together a three-hour movie of bloopers. We had a good time. I mean, you know, anytime you get the two of us and Daniel Bruhl together and, yeah. you know, Wyatt was just like yeah, wide-eyed in the middle of this chaos that we've created. It was fun. We had a good time. The blooper aspect of it was more so just about, you know, us falling and, you know, tripping and doing all that stuff. But, you know, set life on these movies is pretty chill. There's not like a lot of drama or anything like that.
0: You mentioned Daniel and and he and Emily Van Camp. We get some familiar faces. And then you also mentioned Wyatt. So he, Wyatt plays John Walker. What can you tell us about this new character?
3: John Walker, I have to say, the way uh, the way Wyatt plays him is kind of hilarious and impressive at the same time, you know, cause Wyatt is a very likable guy, Wyatt's a very like just good dude. And the way he created this character, there's no one you would dislike more than John Walker. Like he's just, <laughs> yeah. he's that guy, you know? So I think it will be fun for people to see. He has some great comedic moments. Like this show, we have some really, you know, hot and cold, high and low moments. It's not just all serious drama, but, you know, it's a 50-50 split of comedy as well as tragedy.
1: Aside from anything happening in this show, what was the most difficult MCU secret that you have had to keep?
3: Ooh, good one. The hardest secret was when Iron Man died. Mm -hmm. Mm. That was... You guys have seen Endgame, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I mean, because we shot that, you know, three years, four years before it came out in theaters. So you're doing press for stuff, you're talking to people. You know, they actually tagged it as the wedding. So instead of a funeral, they called it the wedding. So whenever someone would ask you something, you would have to say, oh, we're shooting the wedding on this day, or oh, uh, we need a fitting for the wedding sequence. Oh, so it was really hard to keep quiet about that.
0: Wow. Wait, he dies and we did I miss <laughs> something? <laughs> Turn.
2: <laughs> womp womp. Well, staying in the MCU real quick, we very much were obsessed with WandaVision. Did you have a chance to watch it?
3: I did, I loved it. I thought um, it was an amazing showpiece acting wise for uh, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth, I feel like for them to go through that long of a period of time in different periods and be able to capture those performances, I mean, that's like Emmy worthy, the amount of work that they put in acting wise. And I'm very happy that that show went on to Disney plus first, because it was a great setup for what the rest of these shows were going to be. That show is so off. You know the idea of what a Marvel. Sh- Everybody thought these shows were going to be something. That show was on the opposite side oh, of the box,
2: hundred percent.
3: Yeah, but it still was <laughs> in way. the Marvel universe. You know, yeah. you could tell with the quality of the performances and the look of the show that you know it was going to be something special from the first episode. So I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, and you mentioned earlier, you know, when when they first said a TV show, and you were like, "What are they going to do?" Like coming up on those those last episodes of WandaVision, it, it really blew my mind as to what, how they really stretched the boundaries of what we would consider something we would watch on television.
3: Yeah, like. definitely, definitely. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, thinking outside the box and looking at it from a different perspective. You know, if, if you're telling me you're going to do a show about vision and Wanda, I would never think to set it in different decades and them have a family. and a, Like, there's no way that show would be in a normal writer's mind about what the show about these two <laughs> characters should be, especially in the MCU. But it worked brilliant.
1: Are there any other Disney Plus shows or movies that you've binged over the past year?
3: There's been a few things. I mean, I watch kitty stuff, you know? It's like, I have kids. So we'll watch all the cartoons and we do all that stuff. I don't really watch like that many shows. So I'll sit with the kids and put a movie on and then, you know, knock it out.
0: You've actually been to D23 Expo three times, the ginormous Disney fan event down in Anaheim, which has probably put you there more than I've been there and I've been going to all of them. Yeah. What is it like for you to be there in this room full of thousands and thousands of huge, huge Disney and Marvel fans? Well,
3: that's amazing. I mean, you feel like a rock star. You know, you walk out on stage and people are screaming and you know, throwing stuff and you know, it's just pandemonium. You literally feel like, you know, Mick Jagger walking on stage. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, as, as an actor and just as creatives in general, you know, we spend our lives creating art to put out in the ethos for judgment. And no one really takes into consideration the amount of time, work and effort that went into the creation of that art. And most of the time the responses are more negative than positive, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, the one thing I appreciate the, about the Marvel universe so much is the fact that it gives you that positive reassurance because everything we come out with, we know it's gonna be done to the caliber and level that people expect and it's gonna be good, you know? So maybe it's my ego thing, but I enjoy <laughs> the cheer because they make up for the cries.
0: Oh, ever end up going over to Disneyland after?
3: No, they always rush us out of there. <laughs>
0: It is a tight day for you guys. Yeah. So
2: kind of piggybacking on what Jeffrey was saying earlier, the first 15 minutes just out the gate of this series, it's everything you would want in a Marvel project. And there are a lot of major action sequences. How was learning those sequences? Did you do your own stunts? Kind of take us through kind of uh, the difference between creating for TV versus for film.
3: Uh, It was exactly the same. I mean, we had the same stunt people. We had the same stunt coordinator, the same guys I've worked with for six movies. Now it was fun this time. You know, every movie you try to sit down with a stunt coordinator and my stunt man and talk about the different style and tactics of fighting we would use. You know, a lot of times with the Falcon, a lot of my stuff was in the air with the wings. Yeah. And this time I made it clear that I wanted to be on the ground doing more hand-to-hand combat. Because if you look at it, it's not a lot of gunplay in this show. Right. It's more hand-to-hand combat, more of us physically dealing with each other. So that was a creative choice. Uh, and that was something I wanted to do with the Falcon because I wanted to set him up as being more of a tactical combat artist instead of just being the guy with the wings flying around. <laughs>
0: totally. I love that. And I noticed that, too. And like, I love the fact that you weren't using a gun. I thought that uh, further delineated you from the bad guys. Right. Totally. Okay.
1: Well, Anthony, we end every interview by asking our guests the same question. So we'll ask you that same question. What is your favorite Disney memory?
3: I want to say it was 2018. I did the uh, Christmas special at Disney World. Oh. uh, Where you go down and there's an orchestra and a band and you uh, read, you know, the story of Jesus.
0: Candlelight. You did the candlelight. Yes.
3: And I I have to say, I don't know why I always call it candle in the dark. The (laughs) candlelight experience was possibly one of the coolest things I've been able to do as an actor, period. It was
2: awesome.
3: It was really amazing, dude. It was, I mean, it was a very emotional experience to be able to be a storyteller, a, a cast member, like at Disney World and tell that story in that venue with these amazing singers and this amazing orchestra. And, you know, then to go out after that and me and my kids watch the fireworks at the Epcot Center. It was really something special. It was a life affirming moment for me mm. amazing that's an awesome
2: memory i would love being the star singing at the top of the tree but that's just me <laughs> that's the goal of my life. <laughs> um
0: yeah it's funny i asked john stamos a similar question a couple months ago and that was his answer too he actually did the candlelight as well and almost the same answer as you getting to do it oh, really? yeah
3: oh that's dope well i heard i asked to do it again so i'm hopefully now i feel like if the show does well they'll have to have me back to do it again
0: Okay. Exactly. Jeffrey
2: and I can also put in a good word for you. Too. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> it
0: goes a long way from us. Anyway. Right. Thank you so much. It's great. Congratulations. The show is amazing. Congrats. Thank
3: you, awesome. guys. Appreciate it.
0: Guys, I love talking to him. And I know that it's like nothing to do with marvel but his story about doing candlelight at epcot like that completely warmed my heart it just seriously
2: big such time a good story like disney world so oh ah, so mm,
3: good
0: mm. and gotta give a shout out to jonathan Heil, who last week hit me up on the socials to let me know that he too is a member of the hey, hey fan club so <laughs> thank you Costa. fellow hey hey lovers <laughs> my spirit animal Okay. Love it. And thanks to those of you who are listening to D23 Inside Disney. Please don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney.
1: And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com.
0: And we'll be back next
2: week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.